First Peter chapter three. Looking at the conduct of Christians in the family, in the fellowship, and in the faith, and our attitude in suffering, advice in suffering, and our action in suffering. And uh, we looked last time that we were looking at this portion in verse sixteen that our conscience must be right having a good conscience and we looked at conscience throughout the New Testament we need to have a good conscience otherwise our testimony is in tatters and it's ruined and we can't speak boldly as we ought to speak whereas they speak evil of you if you've got a good conscience if they speak evil of you as evildoers they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation your manner of life in Christ for it's better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. And so we're looking at here, and uh, we've got an outline up there. Our conduct must be right. Our conscience must be right. Our conduct must be right. This is under our actions. Let's pray before we look at this verse. Thank you, Lord, for the instruction we have to live our lives in this world down here, separated from the place that we desire to be at, to be in, to be in heaven, separated from the one who has redeemed us and loves us, Lord, and from those who have gone before us. But Lord, one day we'll be there too, and not too far away. Lord, we pray that as we live this life, we would live holy lives citizens citizens of heaven on earth Lord bless the word now to us and Lord that our conduct would be befitting of the Lord Jesus in everything we say and do and people might ask us about our faith having a Christ like character we ask in Jesus name Amen <clears throat> having this Christ like character <laughs> when we suffer we rejoice and uh, expect it to come. We confuse our foes, and we looked at that, or mentioned that last time. Um, <clears throat> they may be ashamed, as it says there, they falsely accuse you. They don't get it. How can you suffer and still be rejoicing for well-doing? You do good and still and suffer for it. And so <clears throat> this is what we're looking at tonight. And we can confront our foes in verse 17. It's better that this be so. Now more and more as we live in the day we do in society, we're going to be accused and lied about. And that's the way it's going and getting worse quickly. Um, <clears throat> I was um, listening to an article, a news item a couple of days ago. I mentioned it last night at our studies here last night where a pastor in England, 71 years old, was reading the Bible on man and woman, husband and wife. They violently took him away and imprisoned him because somebody there felt that he was, um, <clears throat> what do they call it? Giving hate speech against them. He was reading the Bible. <laughs> But those sort of people are going to certainly face some severe judgment one day that do that. Now that's, that's the situation we've got to. 
How many years ago was it that England was sending hundreds, thousands of missionaries out? Now it's got to this point that you can't even speak about God and his word in that country. You know, it's not that long ago that that was... And um, <clears throat> that's where we're at. And this, these verses are becoming more real as the days go by, are they not? Yeah. Our personal standards are not those of the unsaved world. As a rule, Christians do create problems because they reveal where they are at or where they are working, where they're living. Um, problems in society. And that's what happens. You know, these people that say that was hate speech, it's because of the way they're living and the evil they're doing in their life that it's a problem to them. It's a problem to them because they're sinning. And they don't like being told they're sinning. And they need to be told they're sinners and sinning and need to be saved. They need salvation. Christians don't necessarily create the problems. They reveal the problems that are there. And let a born-again Christian start working in a, in a place somewhere and it won't be long before there are problems if that Christian... In, in a right manner, speaks the truth in love. Because there are some people that just don't like it no matter how you speak it to them, whether it's forceful or not. It's offensive. Say? It's offensive. It's offensive. It's offensive. God's word tells us where we're at and what we need to do. In Philippians 2.15 it reads, that maybe we may be blameless and harmless sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. And so we reveal the unfruitful works of darkness. And it tells us very clearly in Matthew chapter 5, does it not, in verse 14, that light, where light set on a hill that cannot be hidden, neither should we put our lights under a bushel that it be hidden from the shining around the world. And in the book of Ephesians 5 verse 11 it says, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. And so there is the reproof of the works of darkness of the people we live around. And um, as, uh, was it Martin Isles, is that his name? That was there, it was on the news there before we left, I think. It was the day after, well, that's about three weeks ago, and how he got lambasted. <clears throat> and spoken about by people who professed to be Christians, professed only. They were not, <laughs> couldn't be. Um, <clears throat> and when, let's just think of a few examples. When Joseph was taken as a slave down to Egypt, was sold as a slave into Potiphar's house, he did right, didn't he? He did right. Potiphar's Mrs. Potiphar was trying to seduce him and he said no and he was doing right and then what did she do she lied about him threw him under the bus so we say yeah threw him under the bus got him thrown into jail because he did right and and so it went with him a few times don't be surprised sorry yeah yeah 
Well, knowing the way she was, he might have had to. <laughs> if he hadn't, what might have happened if he did that? And Mr. Potiphar, or Potiphar, yeah. might have known that too. That's why, he, yeah, I'll go along with you, Mrs. Potiphar. <laughs> and <clears throat> there was the other, Daniel. He knew, he did right. He pleased the king and the Medes and the Persians when they took over from the from Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians. He got promoted. And the people around him, in Daniel chapter 6, the other leaders didn't like it. Didn't like him being, hey, this is a guy's a Jew. What's he doing up there? He shouldn't be leading our country. And so <clears throat> they conspired against him. The only thing they could find a fault with him, and it wasn't a fault at all, it was that he prayed to his God. So... Let's pardon it, Pastor Edict, did he, anyone praying to any other god? And, and the, the chief passed the law and then realised what they'd done. But anyway, he got thrown into the den of lions for doing right. But God delivered him. God delivered him. Now, they didn't know that they were going to, Daniel didn't know he was going to be delivered. Um, Joseph didn't know he was going to be delivered. Well, Joseph had the prophecy, didn't he, that his, his, his family would bow to him. He knew that one day, but... Did he know it was going to be in eternity or down here? So, Daniel, do right and suffer for it. Let's turn to John's Gospel, chapter chapter 15. These principles that are given in Peter are very true. It's better if the will of God be so that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. Well, that's what, that's have, the point you've got to get to in your Christian life. And it takes a while to get there. And it takes characters to stay there. That you're doing right and you get kicked for it. <laughs> um, chapter 15, verse 18. If the world hate you, the Lord said, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. How much wrong did Jesus do? They hate me and, they, and well, we know what they did. They crucified him. He that hateth me hateth my father. Yet they will say that they are doing the will of the father. If I had not done them, if I had not done among them the works which no other man did, they had not had sin. In other words, they wouldn't have known of the truth and reality. They wouldn't have known that he is the son of God and had power to do those things. But now they have both seen and hated both me and the father. But this cometh to pass that the Word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. And that's it. Christians will be hated without a cause. And it takes character to be hated without a cause. <laughs> and to still do right when that happens to you. It's interesting when Jesus Christ was brought before Pilate and he didn't say anything. He'd said all he needs to see, hadn't he? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he put Pilate in place too. And he said, yeah. You know, don't you know that? And he had to say a few words. He didn't have to say much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I could, yeah. I am who I am. And he will judge him one day. Uh, <clears throat> all that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. If we're to maintain a good conscience, we must deal with sin in our lives and confess it immediately. Was it saying First John one nine? If we confess our sins, 
That's how to maintain a good conscience. Because we're prone to sin, prone to wander. We can do, and sometimes we'll do that. And we need to confess our sin. We might get right with the Lord and keep a good conscience that we might, when we, you see, if you haven't got a good conscience and you have been sinning as a Christian and then you're berated for doing good works, what could be the tendency? Ah, what's the use? You could throw in the towel, as it were, and say, I give up. I'm not going to keep doing this because you're, you're, you're not as strong as you should be as a Christian at that time. We must keep the window clean, and I mentioned that last time. We must spend time in the Word of God. Let the light in. And a strong conscience is a result of obedience. A strong Christian can witness to the lost. A strong Christian who is confessing his sin will be given opportunity to witness. Have you noticed that too? That when we're not walking as we should, not strong as we should be, then the opportunities don't come. But when we are walking with the Lord, the opportunities seem to be there. The Lord knows and and opens those doors for us. And um, no Christian should ever suffer for evil doing. No Christian should be surprised if he suffers for well-doing. Our world is a very mixed-up place and getting mixed up more by the moment and by the day, everywhere around the world. (coughs) And uh, wherever you look, it is... It's gone crazy. Um, we thought it was bad years ago. Begin bad quick since all this COVID. A year and a half ago, it really picked up pace, didn't it? Since the COVID things started happening, and um, <clears throat> you, you you look at the logic of some people, and it's not logic at all. There's no practical common sense, but people go along with it, and you, you wonder. You know, I was just looking at a, a what do they call it? Is it land landline? I think yeah. a landline is a country country thing yeah. about the cows. You know, the, the 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 people want to get rid of all the cows. Yeah. Well, if they were back when there's just dinosaurs running around, I'd get rid of all the dinosaurs too. They ate things and they <laughs> methane and everything else. What's the world coming to? You know, don't eat meat because cows are polluting the place and they're causing 30% of the methane. All that sort of nonsense is going on. God has said after the flood we are to eat what? Meat. Meat. (laughs) He said that. And it's for our own good that he said that because he knows we are deficient in that. Whatever the iron and things that that meat. The, we are living in a world that's mixed up and it's going to get to a point where and, and we're supposed to eat bugs instead that's what the big thing is bugs and beetles and grubs and body grubs ever tasted a body grub? what did it taste like? it was a long time ago <laughs> brothers, and I, brothers and I found some we cooked them up in the stove and chopped the back bit off and ate the other bit they didn't eat it raw I know. <laughs> we cooked it. Uh, yeah. What do they taste like, Brother John? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> you get very hungry finding enough to eat yes. to feed your family. Yeah. yeah, and you think of the world's going to live on bugs. That's what they said. But 
You see, where we're headed, we're headed toward the tribulation. What's the, one of the first plagues that you have when the seals are opened? Famine. Famine. Why? <laughs> because this is the direction they're going to take the world. And there will be famine because there won't be food. And <clears throat> farmers are trying to fight back in this, in this instance to try and say, look, this, it's crazy. If you want us to feed you, you know, if you want to eat, then you've got to let us go and do that. <laughs> Not let the cows eat the grass. And they're trying to have cows that don't emit methane and they're working on different grains and things they give them. That was all on the show. And I thought, this is madness yeah. in, in the, the world. Anyway, the Lord knows. <clears throat> well, the way farm prices are going, it's. It'll, I know that about 25 years ago, my brothers bought for about 400 and something dollars an acre. Now it's $9,400 an acre, same place. Uh, I don't know, brother Dunn, you wouldn't be able to make money on that, would you? To producing crops and things. You know, <clears throat> we have to be sound in our thinking and we know where the world's heading and stand for truth. Un some unsafe people are saying, what is happening? Well, this is what is happening when the world doesn't think straight, when the world doesn't go by biblical truth. Does the Bible say that we are, as human beings, going to so ruin the earth before the Lord comes? No, no it doesn't. The tribulation is going to decimate the earth, That's what's, and it's going to be destroyed by the end of that seven years. But they're God-given um, judgments upon the earth that's what's going to come but it doesn't say man it does say that man destroyed the earth and God destroys the man destroyed the earth but that's through other means that man uses that he shouldn't have used like atomic weapons when you read that in Revelation so <clears throat> today we have people calling evil good and good evil darkness light and light darkness Isaiah 5 and verse 20. The religious leaders of Jesus' day called him a malefactor, which means a person who does evil things. John 18. How wrong people can be. As times of difficulty come to the church, we must cultivate Christian love. I noticed in the, in the devotional booklet that you've got, there's been good articles in there. Keep reading them because they give you encouragement, don't they? The, you know, they're very appropriate for the time we live. There is a few months behind because they wrote them, you know, some months and then with what's happening in America, but they're under some more strain than we are. Yeah. But uh, keep looking up, they are telling us. Keep looking forward to the Lord coming. Amen. So as difficult times come to the church, we must cultivate Christian love. For we will need one another's help and encouragement as never before as times get tougher. We need to cultivate that and encourage one another. Maintain a good conscience. And these things are in the outline there. <clears throat> Lights in a dark world. Maintain a good conscience. We should never suffer because of evil doing. We must cultivate Christian love. We must 
let the Lord control us. Let him be Lord of our lives. And don't give up, though evil seems to be victorious in places, in many places. From the top in governments all the way down and even within churches. Um, Today people do wrong and don't expect to be punished for it. But stand up for their rights and deny that they've done anything wrong. They call good evil and evil good. Let's turn to Psalm 73. Lord willing, I'll preach through it one day. Psalm 73, because it's very much spoken to me lately and it's been a, a blessing just to read it and reread it and read it again. <laughs> because this is where we could get and we could feel like Asfa as uh, he looked around his society and said, I'm going to throw in the towel and I'm going to go with this crowd. Mm-hmm. Truly God is good to Israel, even so, such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious of the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. <laughs> for there is no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compassed them about like a chain. Violence covered them like a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than their heart could wish. They are corrupt. They speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. I think it's talking about the million and billionaires here. <laughs> they set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore his people return hither and waters of a full cup are wrung out of them. And they say, how doth God know? And is their knowledge in the Most High? You know, they're speaking against God. Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain, said Asper, and washed my hands in innocence. I've, I've wasted my time being a Christian. <laughs> For all the day long have I plagued, been plagued and chastened every morning. For I say, I will, I will speak thus. Behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. You know, I'm suffering for doing right. They're prospering for doing wrong. And it just doesn't figure. Until, until, verse 17, I went into the sanctuary of God. And understood their end. I know I've read it before. It does well to go, to read it again. Surely thou didst set them in slippery, slippery places. It's not over yet. <laughs> the day of judgment hasn't happened. Accounting is coming. And so take heart. Read the rest of the psalm. <laughs> and thus my heart was grieved in verse 21. And I was pricked in my heart. I was convicted that I even thought that way. But we do think that way. We can think that way when we see wrong and evil prospering. Don't give up. Some have. Many have. Many have. But don't. Be faithful. Shall he find faith when he comes? Shall he find you and I being faithful when he comes. I pray he does.